Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Make your own little personal justice thing. And we invite you to reflect on this uh, throughout the week. And then on Wednesdays, post to circle how uh, your justice journey is going. Yes, yes, yes. And today, (laughs) we have the distinct honor, privilege, and pleasure to be welcoming up for her preaching debut, the poetic words of the best 2022 summer intern that we have ever had, Chloe Rowe, everybody! Yes! We're going to show love the whole sermon. We're going to show love the whole sermon, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. (laughs) All right. So good morning, New City. My name is Chloe Rowe, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the summer intern. I'm here to preach on this message that Jesus has about being a light for the world. My hope for you all is that you are encouraged to nourish, flourish, prepare, and ignite your fire for the people and for Jesus. I also hope that you can step out, step in, and stand unapologetically as you are the light of the world. If there's nothing else that you get out of my message, it's this. God thinks your light is too important to hide. And I know plenty about that, because as a biracial queer woman, I know what it's like to hide my light because of what has been spoken over me. The words were spoken over me. When your mother told me she was dating your father, a black man, I told her that's fine. Just don't have children because they'll have no place in the world. The whites won't want them and neither will the blacks. You will never make it. Statistics say you won't even finish high school since your father passed away and a single mother is raising you. You'll end up pregnant or addicted to drugs and alcohol. You will not thrive. You have no place here at this church because your mom is a single parent and a white woman with two biracial daughters. Do you even know who your father is? You have no place in a leadership role as a woman of color who isn't straight. You are an abomination and you are going to hell because you love another woman and this is sin. Jesus will never accept you. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you educated enough to be doing this job? Wow, you're not what I expected you would look like based on your voice. You are so well-spoken, educated, and articulate. I'm shocked. And yet, here I am because I believe God thinks my light is too important to hide. Although these labels were spoken over me, I find strength in my roots. I started my life from a place of deep faith, love, grace, mercy, and hope. My dad was from a strong Southern Baptist African-American church background, and my mother is from a Methodist upbringing. God had a greater plan for me and has been ever-present all along. I believe that light always drives out the darkness, as seen in Sermon on the Mount and even in Harry Potter. Happiness can be found even in the darkness if one only remembers to turn on the light. I'm here today to tell you there's nothing we can do and nowhere we can go to escape God's love. I have three images that I want you to consider when you think about your light. A cracked vessel, a lighthouse, and a caterpillar. Mm. 
In our most broken form, we are perfectly prepared to become God's perfect masterpieces, and God delights in the simplicity and fragility of our broken form. Just sit in that. Though we have cracks in our frame, in our body, spirit, in our foundation, light is still getting in. The more cracks, the more light can get in and emulate out, a transformation from the inside out. At the root of all that is a fight for relationship with us, with Jesus, with the community. I believe we are called to meet people in their darkness and be the lighthouse that sends out a light to bring people back to Jesus, the shore, the firm foundation. Part of being a lighthouse is guiding people away from danger. When you look at the people in your life, it's worth asking. Oh no, I think the clicker broke. (laughs) Are the people in your life protecting your light and igniting it or are they snuffing out your light? When you shine your light, you reveal which relationships are a safe harbor and which are rocks that you need to dodge. There might be people in your life that that you need to get protection from, but you'll never see that until you're shining some light. Know that when you shine your light, people might not have your best interests in mind. They might want to keep you from shining your light. I want to remind you of the light that lives inside you and encourage you to sit with people in their valleys and rejoice with them at the top of their conquered mountains. Speaking of mountains, I want to give a visual representation of the transformative process a caterpillar undergoes to achieve growth. In this process, just like life, challenge is a part of the journey. We can understand from the caterpillar the different levels of challenges we may face or others may face. Now think of a mountain and the scenery. Envision the grass at the bottom of the base of the mountain and you are at the bottom looking up. Next, imagine you are a caterpillar, even smaller than a human, and you were in the grass looking up. You would see quite the trek you would be embarking on to get to the top. I see people in various walks of life. Some are like the caterpillar, just in the grass at the base of the mountain, unaware of the journey they will soon take. Some are the caterpillar, aware of the journey, but not yet ready to move toward the incline of the mountain. Or they are climbing to set the spot for their cocoon. I see people who have become the caterpillar in the cocoon in the valley of the mountain. Here in this space, they are faced with being in the dark, isolated yet surrounded by where they were, where they are currently, and looking up to where they they want to go. Then you have the caterpillar who emerges from the cocoon and now can spread their wings and fly to soar to the top of the mountain and beyond. Once they have reached the top of the mountain, they can see everything they hope for and then some. They They can take in all that life has to offer and has given them thus far. We are called to love people and come alongside of them at every step in the process. In the lows, in the valleys, on the trek up the mountains, for the setbacks, along the switchbacks, and of course, the rejoicing at the top of their conquered mountains. We are called to serve, love, encourage, meet people, and see people. Invite, support, and have the least of these always at our table, wanting them to feel that they are loved and a part of Jesus, no matter who they were, who they are now, who they are becoming, or who they want to be. And once you're able to identify your light, it becomes a lot easier to be in community with people who are different from you because your own light is not threatened by difference. In fact, once you discover your light, you discover that we need each other, that your light is fueled by being in community with others. My entire life, from a tiny, fiery, brown-eyed preschooler all the way to 28 years old, I've been dedicated to serving others from diverse backgrounds. My parents intentionally placed me in schools where I grew up with people who looked like me but were also very different. I went to school with kids from Iraq, Jamaica, Ecuador, 
families who were Catholic, Muslim, agnostic, Jehovah's Witnesses, Jewish, kids with two moms, two dads, two parents, divorced parents, adopted, and with single parents. I was always taught to learn from others, appreciate their journey, and stand up for myself and others. Jesus spoke to me through Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. My light was thought to be broken because of the negative labels that were spoken over me. However, I am convinced that divine guidance led me to Mars Hill University. At Mars Hill, I learned to find my light, nourish it, and shine it on with others. In my sophomore year at school, a few other students and I noticed our college was predominantly known as a Christian college. However, their curriculum was a liberal arts education. Consequently, the students on campus who practiced different faiths and traditions seemed to have no voice or acknowledgement. There was no safe place for them at our school to practice their faith openly. After acknowledging this, we decided to start Interfaith Youth Corps on our campus. So we trained in Atlanta to lead this organization. In this organization, I interacted with people from different racial, cultural, religious, and non-religious backgrounds. I also met people with diverse gender identities and sexual orientations. It was a beautiful and clear representation of how I envisioned God's kingdom. I was able to learn from these people and they learned from me. That experience was a key component in growing my own faith and relationship with Christ. While at Mars Hill, I also led a key leadership role in our religious community organization on campus called Christian Student Movement, or CSM. In this role, I was responsible for leading worship, creating what we would be speaking on, conducting student outreach, and supporting students in their spiritual journeys, whatever paths they took. Accepting this position was the first time I felt truly valued and seen for all of who I was. You see, I turned this position down three times because I was allowing negative labels to speak over me. I didn't think I could be in a Christian leadership role because I was queer. But let me tell you something. When God calls you to something, God will see fit that God's plan is pulled to fruition. And then some. The staff and other members of my community that wanted me in this position were lights for me and encouraged me to accept this position as they knew I was queer and they wanted me in that position for a reason. They reminded me that Jesus loves me just the way I am and I have a place at the Christian leadership table. Sometimes you just have to lean into God and the unknowns and say yes. God will use you and can use anybody. Accepting my light showed me that my light is too important to hide and it showed me that we need each other to shine together. But accepting my light also showed me that, ha showed me that we have a chance to step into a leadership role to shine even brighter. Accepting this position opened up more doors for God to nourish my light and continue to use my, night, my light to ignite others. Mission work is another area I enjoy serving in and where I've grown in my faith. Now, that, now I know that when you hear mission work, you think of Americans going to parts of the world and doing their own agenda. But when I talk about mission work, I mean being invited into a community and working based on what the community has asked. I mean working alongside the community and understanding that they know what's best. Being a part of mission work, there are a few radical things that take place. One thing I enjoy is watching the teammates who go on the mission with me and the growth and happiness within the team, individually with team members and with the communities we serve. The second thing I take away from mission trips is the people we are going to serve end up serving us by showing us their culture, sharing their stories, offering their visions of what they see in the community and receiving us with hospitality. The last thing I value about mission work is the way we learn to see God in a different light through the eyes of individuals. 
In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. I want to challenge you to step out into the unknown and uncomfortable, to grow in the calling and purpose Jesus has placed upon your life further. If we were to trust in God, step into our light, and be our full selves, people wouldn't feel left out. They would see light and not live in shadows. Both sides of my family often sang this little light of mine to me growing up. When I think about stepping fully into my calling, I'm reminded of the lyrics in that song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Let it shine. These words inspire me and remind me of my true calling to step out and step forward, to be brave and courageous in Jesus, stand firm in my faith, have hope, and reach out to all of those in need. I believe my purpose is to allow people to be comfortably uncomfortable in their brokenness on their journey in life, to sit with them, listen, and share my light to ignite or reignite theirs for the Lord. I have spent the summer at New City, and I wanted to affirm what you all are doing by creating safe spaces for BIPOC, LGBTQ+, and people of all religious or non-religious backgrounds to come and experience God is a much-needed service and beautiful thing. This summer, I have had the privilege to see firsthand how this church and its members are being a light for so many communities in the world. I want to offer you encouragement to keep having hard conversations, holding these spaces, and building communities. The world needs more churches like New City. Continue to be the lighthouse to those struggling to find their way on the path that seems so unlit and guide them safely home.